Hi there, my name's Amanda Poole Walsh, and I'm the founder of Astrology Hub. And I'm Donna Woodwell, Astrology Hub's senior editor and master astrologer. And we are here for your weekly forecast beginning the week of June 10th. All right, Miss Donna, tell us about the theme for this week. Okay, well, here's a good mantra for the coming week find the common ground. So when the center can no longer hold and things feel like they may fall apart, the best place to start is finding the common place where we all stand together in order to begin again. So keep that in mind as we dive into this week, because this week and the following week are really intense in astrological terms. So Starting with Monday, you might find the lines are a little long at coffee shops on Monday morning. The first quarter moon and a series of other aspects through the nighttime hours may have led to some interrupted sleep and a few nightmares. So between the rough night and a 12-hour void of course moon in Virgo, many may want to spend Monday with their doors shut and their headphones on, quietly working through their own lists and priorities. Still, make sure you take a moment and tune into the magic. The day's main event is the annual Jupiter opposition. That's the moment when the Earth sweeps between Jupiter and the Sun. In other words, now's the time when the Earth is closest to Jupiter. And Jupiter's also at its brightest point, more than three times brighter than the brightest star in the sky, Sirius. So, if you're the type who wishes upon stars, don't miss it this week. First of all, Donna, I thought Venus was the brightest star in the sky, so I've been wrong this whole time. Well, no, Venus is the brightest planet, and it outshines Jupiter and everything else. But if we discount Venus, this is Jupiter at its brightest, and Jupiter starts to get close to Venus at her, one of her dimmer moments. But every other star in the sky, including the brightest star, which is Sirius, it's a star because it's not a planet. Jupiter's brighter than that, which is really, really bright, like really bright. People are going to notice. Like, is that a UFO? That looks really weird. What is that thing? And even in the city, you're going to be able to see it. Okay. So what are we looking for? I mean, I know we're looking for a bright star, but like, <laughs> how do we know that we're seeing the one? Okay. So it's actually really easy. Uh, there are lots and lots of mobile apps on your phone that help you find out where things are in the sky. I use them all the time when I'm out walking my dog to go, what is that thing? And I hold up my phone and it shows me exactly what's in the sky behind me. It doesn't even matter if you live in a city where you have lots of light pollution. It shows you the world that's out there beyond the haze. So Astrology Hub created this great downloadable gift for all of you that reviews some of the easiest to use stargazing apps that you can use on your mobile phone or your iPad. So if you want to check out what we recommend you use, just go to astrologyhub.com slash stargazing and you can download it and find all the planets, including Jupiter, for yourself. Very cool. And we'll put that link in the show notes too, you guys. So that's a free guide that's going to help you um, kind of cut through the chase and find our favorite stargazing apps. Um, so again, that's just astrologyhub.com slash stargazing and or check out the show notes. All right, perfect. So tell us about Monday night. Well, even better, Monday night's actually a good one for stargazing, especially with your honey. After the moon moves into Libra, it harmonizes with breezy Venus in Gemini. And though folks may not think of Monday night as primetime date or socializing evening, this week it's actually a good one. Now, Tuesday's rather calm as days go. The moon continues her graceful glide through lovely Libra. Only hiccup of the day comes in the afternoon as the moon squares off with Mercury now in Cancer. So just beware, what at first may seem like just a minor misunderstanding might turn out to have deeper roots than you expected. So keep your ears open. 
Over the next 24 hours, the moon in Libra is also squaring off with Mars in Cancer, as well as Saturn in Pluto and Capricorn, forming what astrologers call a cardinal T-square. It's another foreshadowing of the cosmic tug-of-war lining up for next week, one which pits our emotional needs and habits against both the common-sense approaches as well as larger social forces. Now, we're all collectively working through something big right now, and that calls us to question our familiar and our habitual and safe ways of doing things. The moon in Libra yearns for tolerance and a can't-we-just-all-get-along approach. Give it a try. But as things develop over the next weeks, you may discover that it might be too little too late. Donna, are you talking about like things that have been kind of brewing underneath the surface, getting to a point where we can't ignore them anymore? Absolutely. And it's a lot of things are going to be coming to a head over the next couple of weeks. And you'll see it as we talk through, you know, the upcoming days and what's happening in the cosmic weather. It's all building up to eclipse season that's coming in less than a month now. Mm, okay. Moving into Wednesday, tensions may once again lead to some sleepless tossing and turning. If this turns out to be you, the 12-hour void of course moon later in Wednesday may bring the excuse to hide and catch your breath. Now, really, how much productive work can you do when you've had two nights this week of really disturbed sleep? So the moon moves into the deep, churning waters of Scorpio late on Wednesday night, continuing his swim through all of Thursday. Now, the moon's at her least comfortable when she's in Scorpio. Because left on her own devices, the moon yearns for emotional safety. But, you know, when she's in Scorpio, she is swimming in dark, deep, intense waters and feeling the discomfort of not knowing what lurks in the deep somewhere beneath her. So, swim she must. Scorpio's ruler Mars is in the moon side of Cancer for a few more weeks, which astrologers call a mutual reception. But their dance is so much more complicated by the fact that both of these planets are in what astrologers call their fall. They're literally at their lowest energy point because they're working through such deep stuff from the underworld and shadowy realms. So what does all that mean? Well, don't be surprised if today you're a little touchier than usual. It might even be tempting to lash out at others over the littlest things. But, you know, your irritation might have nothing to do with other people and everything to do with what you're processing inside. In fact, while Uranus is in Taurus for the next seven years, every month while the moon is in Scorpio, we're going to be feeling this nudging to break three of our emotional habits and stuck places and let go of our deepest grudges and stop spinning in circles. It's not a comfortable process, but it's going to be really healing in the end. Mm, wait, Donna, did you say seven years? <laughs> Can you explain that? I did say seven years. You know, in astrology, that's a long time. <laughs> It is a really long time. And that's the thing about outer planets. Every time they move into a new sign, you know, we talk about the planet's impact feeling in that sign. Um, so like in this case of Uranus just moved into Taurus, it's going to be there for seven years. But it has small little ripple effects that play out 
all the time, starting with the moon. They call the moon the mistress of magic for a reason, because every month it's going around and touching all of the places, carrying the light, so to speak, from one planet to the other and being activated in different ways. And so when the moon is in Scorpio, which is its fall, its least comfortable place because it's forced to go down into the deep shadowy bits and resolve some core issues, it's going to have Uranus opposite it going, hey, while you're down there, clean out the basement. Get this stuff done because Uranus, before anything else, wants to feel free. It doesn't want to feel tied down. So just think of how you would feel of you had someone in your house making you go down to the basement and cleaning it out where you keep all of your all of your shames and taboos and saying, out it goes. And at the end of the day, it's going to be a really healing process, but it's going to be a bumpy ride as we get down in there and, and deal with stuff that we've been you know hiding from ourselves. Mm, okay. Powerful. Let's keep moving. How about the weekend? So a great underwater adventure begins in the overnight hours between Thursday and Friday, thanks to what astrologers call a grand water trine. The Scorpio moon is aligning with Mars and Mercury in Cancer, as well as Neptune and Pisces. So for those of us in the Western Hemisphere, all that dreamy, fluid, watery energy from these water signs may have a really interesting effect on your internal dreamscape. So if you work with your dreams, it's certainly a prime night for lucid dreaming. For everyone else, enjoy what dreams may come. Even though they may not be pleasant, they will be very potent and have much to teach you. So on Friday morning, when the moon harmonizes with Saturn and Pluto in very pragmatic Capricorn, it's urging you to carry what you've learned in your dreamtime hours back into the pragmatic light of day. So write about your experiences or draw a picture or tell a friend or really anything to help you learn what you experienced on the dream time in the waking world before it just sort of fades away. You know, like we talked about a few weeks ago, Saturn is like the kite string anchoring us to the ground. And this is what helps make your dreams real. And, you know, if this kind of dream work appeals to you, I'd highly recommend the work of Robert Moss. He's a world-class dream teacher. On He works with shamanic dreaming. Shamanic dreaming and astrology go hand in hand. So you can consider following up on that over the next coming weeks as these opportunities present themselves. And there's still more. Also on Friday morning, Mars moves to oppose Saturn, the first of these challenging aspects coming up over the next week. Now, Saturn is strong and confident in his own home sign, but Mars is at his lowest energy point in Cancer. So in this meeting, Saturn certainly takes the high ground. So as we talked about, Mars is prone to inventing monsters where none exist when he's in Cancer. Saturn is the major reality check to this process. But unfortunately, Mars may not see Saturn as the, as the savior in this situation, but rather as the big bad wolf with the door in the guise of any kind of authority figure from the shadowy deep state to a threatening manager to an overstrict parents or anyone else who feels like they have authority over you. In any case, there's a lot of projection going on. One person's savior may be another person's evil incarnate which is going to make communication between us all especially challenging this week. Because in this case, everyone's convinced that their own reality is absolutely true. So here's a hint. This coming week is all about learning that no one has access to the ultimate truth. Only our own personal perceptions of it. We're all like little tidy boats bobbing on a vast ocean. And some of this gets back to how you can learn how to deal 
with a diversity of voices in a modern world. And, you know, Amanda, that's no different than what we have to work with at astrology. We have so many different people and different ideas in the astrology field. And Astrology Hub has managed to do something amazing which is bring together all of these different perspectives in the same place. And I know, Amanda, this is one of your passions. How do you hold space for all these different voices with respect? You know, I honestly feel that the best way to do it is to not get too attached to any one perspective and to really treat each person as a unique vantage point of God, really, you know, we're all here seeing the world the way that we see it. And that doesn't make anyone right or wrong. It's just the way that we see it. And so I I feel like at Astrology Hub, it is just because of the very nature of it, it is about celebrating those differences. And also knowing that not every astrologer that we feature is going to resonate with everyone, you know, but the point is that there's going to be a lot that do. And so when you meet those ones, it's like, yes. And then the ones that you're just like, yeah, yeah, that didn't really do anything for me. It's like, okay, didn't do anything for you. No worries. Like there's no judgment in that. That's fine. So I, I think it's a, there's a lightness, I think, to, to the way that we approach it. It's, it's like, we're not trying to convince anyone of anything. It's like, does this work for you? Does it not? Okay, great. If it does, great. If not, great. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how else to verbalize that. You know, I, I've always loved whenever we have um, team meetings that we open them talking about our values and that the, the core value of Astrology Hub is aloha. Can you explain again what aloha means? It, it, it means so many different things. It's kind of like, um, it's, a, it's kind of like namaste where it's like, I see you. I see your spirit. I see beyond the humanness of you and to the core of who you really are. Uh, it means love. It means um, divine breath. You know, it means so many things. Again, the Hawaiian language is like this onion. You, like one word means so many different things. But it, what it really is, it's more of an essence. It's more of like something that you feel. And it's one of the reasons why I think people are so drawn to Hawaii is because it's you feel it here. You feel that aloha. You feel the essence of the heart of the people, of the, of the welcome, of the generosity. Not always, of course, but that is what that means. And that's what that entire culture was based upon. You know, and, and the whole language was constructed in a way so that that word aloha gets used the most of any word because of its high vibration. So I think, uh, you know, it's something you feel and it's, if you don't feel it, then it's, it's almost like you're not as in tune with your heart yet. And there's a, an opening that could happen for you, but, but yeah, that we do bring that into astrology hub and yeah, I could go down a rabbit hole there, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's wise advice to bring with us as we go through the next weeks, uh, two to six weeks, because we always get the best results when we maintain the highest vibrations. And since the collective is not known for taking the high road the way individuals do. In astrology, individuals who bring a lot of conscious awareness to their charts and to the transits and things, and individuals can listen to uh, podcasts like this and find out what's going on and change their responses. The entire society, the whole collective doesn't really have that ability yet. And until we have that collective level, it's up to each of us as individuals to raise our own vibrations, to sort of hold the energy net for everybody else, if that makes sense. Mm, So that's the call for the next couple of weeks, huh? I mean, we could even, you guys could meditate on that word aloha and what it might mean. Just do a little research and it's not just hello and goodbye. That's for sure. 
Okay, well, for good or for ill, you're going to have some space to contemplate all of this on Friday, which is actually Venus, the love goddess day, because the moon will turn void, of course, in the afternoon for another 14 hours. I'm actually kind of grateful. It may mean some of those folks itching for a fight after the aspects of this week will stay home instead. So maybe consider doing the same on Friday night. Now, early Saturday, the moon moves into Sagittarius, and the moon in Sag can vary from feeling very Pollyanna to very preachy. But in either case, there's usually some good intentions about, though you know what they say about the road to hell being paved with those good intentions. The only aspect of the day is in the early evening when the moon opposes Venus. But the aspect with Venus is really not a challenge. Venus is the love goddess after all. You want her in your life in some way. So in this case, it's more like not being able to choose between three awesome desserts at the restaurant. Really, poor you. Just order three of them for the table and share them with all of your friends. You'll all be happy. And then on Sunday, well, buckle up because one of the year's slowest moving aspects becomes exact on Sunday. Jupiter in Sagittarius is squaring off with Neptune in Pisces for the second time this year. Only this time around, Jupiter is retrograding. So he's going in reverse and forcing things into our deeper psyches. And Neptune is barely moving at all because he's preparing to turn retrograde later next week. So these two together have been throwing the question, what is truth in our faces over and over again this year? Heck, all you need to do is turn on the news to see what I mean. So Jupiter in Sagittarius is capable of fulfilling his highest ideals of truth and justice, but he's also capable of believing that his truth is granted by God, and therefore others who disagree with him are cast out of heaven entirely. And it's especially capable of acting like a zealot under the energizing light of this full moon, exact in the overnight hours between Sunday and Monday morning. But the Sagittarius full moon is also conjunct the galactic center, suggesting that even now, the cracks that we see forming in our world are allowing something new and powerful from out in the deep cosmos to be seeded to our very core being. And though it may take a long time for some of these seeds to sprout, they are there waiting for the right conditions. But for right now, other alignments suggest some small relief. Mercury in Cancer is harmonizing with Neptune compassion flows, aloha flows, when you recognize the emotional needs of others and can communicate how you feel with them. Mercury also opposes Saturn, which makes communication grounded, but it also makes the obstacles to communicating with others that much clearer. Your best bet when faced with speaking with someone who doesn't seem to see the world the way you do, they feel alien, so to speak, is to start finding the common ground. Then build from there. All right, Donna. So some takeaways for this week, just revisiting. It's You began the same way you ended, which is about this idea of common ground. And so really carrying that with us this week, when we have disagreements, when we can't see someone else's perspective, where can we find the common ground? What is something that is still unifying us underneath the, uh, the potential for disagreement? Number two, there are things that are brewing kind of under the surface. So maybe things that you haven't really wanted to address for a while, they're going to start rearing their head. You know, they're going to start like peeking above the surface. And this may be, bring tension for you. This may 
this may make you want to lash out at people that like have nothing to do with the actual root cause of your tension. So just be aware of that tendency and take a look at where there's things that really just want to start being addressed and that you need to just start taking action or or making a plan around or really just being conscious and aware of versus letting them sort of run you behind the scenes. And then the third thing is that on Friday morning, we're beginning, it's like the beginning of the challenging aspects that we're going to be experiencing over the next two weeks. So a lot of this is um, prioritizing self-care. I know we talk about this a lot on the podcast, but making that space for you that enables you to get grounded and clear and uh, prioritizing that because things are going to be gearing up again. So that's my recap, Donna. Is there anything you want to add before we sign off today? I'm just really glad we get to do this journey together. I know we, we sometimes make jokes about recording our forecasts in advance, but then when we get to them, we realize, oh my gosh, we really needed to hear that too. <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to be one of those weeks. So I'm glad we get to all work together. I had this one week, Donna, I think we were saying like, it was something about the listen to learn. It was something about like, you know, <laughs> I literally did the opposite of what we said to do, literally the opposite. And I had to laugh because it was just like, oh my God, if I had listened one more time to our forecast, just a few hours before that like moment that I had with another human being, things would have been a lot different. But you know, none of us are perfect. I mean, we're here like doing the forecast and it's still hard. So yes, we are all in it together. (laughs) We just have to remember we're making a little time capsule for ourselves. Absolutely. And then remember to listen again. So you guys, you guys actually have the, uh, the advantage because you're listening right now. So good for you. I'm, I'm proud of you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life. We will catch you on the Thursday episode this week. Make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast so you know when episodes are live. Also remember that we have the a little contest going for every 50 reviews that we receive. We are selecting one lucky person to win an Astrology Hub course. And those could be anywhere from $97 to $497. So pretty valuable stuff. Thank you very much for leaving your honest reviews. We read every single one and it is just amazing to be able to connect with you that way. Okay, everybody take care and we will catch you on the next episode. Are you ready to learn more about astrology, take your work with the moon cycles to the next level, and experience what it feels like to be supported by a thriving community of like-minded and like-hearted souls? Then we have the place for you. Join Astrology Hub's Inner Circle, a global community dedicated to spiritual growth, lunar forecasts, and mastery classes with leading astrologers. Simply go to astrologyhub.com slash inner circle to learn more and join us today. Reconnect with your childlike wonder of the universe and rediscover your place and purpose in it all. Join our inner circle today. Visit astrologyhub.com slash inner circle and get in our inner circle today. Hi, this is Chris Kaplan, the producer of the Astrology Hub podcast. This episode is over, but check the show notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and rate using the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts.